2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: The young guns are taking over and Ozil finds new ways to make the coin. And there's a protest in America, people. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, the 14th of October. I'm Jules Breeze. Oh, I'm Eddie
4: Brassel. And I'm the beach now.
3: What do you have to say for yourself? Is this how you really want to start the show? By trying to just ruin my intro by changing my name from Breach to Screech in the running order? (laughs) That's how you want to start things this Thursday, is it?
4: I can understand why people listening might think that was, you know, an immature act, you know, an act of unnecessary vandalism to the running order. But we did start, just before we started, you did say... I'm not going to leave you any time for your name. I've got really good at that, <laughs> and so I preempted that, you and did? I had it. I had it down when you just before you had to burp. <laughs> <laughs> I had already, already sorted it, got and tweaked it.
3: God, I'm such a lady,
4: aren't I? But you are. But you know, you're obviously very good at reading. Um, uh what they call them? Auto keys. Auto cues, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you adjusted very well there. I'm I'm actually quite impressed. I thought you were gonna dual screech it.
3: No, I'm not gonna fall for that. I'm not falling for it. I've fallen no for it before. I've fallen for it before. I've done a bad anchor van before. Really? I'm not doing it again Yeah. You're
0: gonna tell us what it was. You
3: two obviously haven't weren't here for that one. I can't remember what it was, but uh, it was oh, some, no, no, something was. about the rain in Spain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Came down in vain or some rubbish like that.
4: No, I, I, was, I was here, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was appalling. It was terrible. That's why it? I thought I could get away with this. No,
3: not anymore. How, how, are you, and... how are you both, by the way?
4: Very well. You're trying to dampen well. my parade
3: because I've come back from my holiday tanned and fresh and you're jealous, aren't you, Vish?
4: I'm a little bit jealous, yeah. You're the only one, like, I never thought you could find joy in Dubai, but here you are.
3: Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a lovely time and now I'm back and... Uh, catching up on all the football stories that have been happening. Um, last night, there was a few football matches. Women's Champions League was happening. Um, enjoyed, actually, the Chelsea-Juventus game, Andy. Chelsea winning 2-1 uh, at the Allianz Arena, which looked amazing, didn't it?
0: Yeah, and um, they, I think, shifted 17,000 of 20,000 tickets that were available. It was good atmosphere. It's an atmospheric stadium anyway. And Chelsea were pretty good. I mean, in both of their opening Women's Champions League games, they've they've shown in bits of it why they should, if not be the favourites, be very close to being the favourites. I mean, it's difficult to say they're the favourites when Barcelona are in it and um, Lyon are presumably going to be resurgent this year. But the 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 bit leading up to the first goal and the bit following the second goal, they they were excellent. Like, but when mm. when like so, Chelsea opened the scoring in the. The first half, then Juventus equalised. And then once Panilla Harder it, it was could have gone either way. And when Panilla Harder got the what was eventually the winner, like they didn't give Juventus a glimmer after that. I didn't think. You know, they really came on strong. They controlled the game really, really well. And um, yeah, thoroughly. Deserved it, I, I thought.
3: Penilla Harder is a big game player, isn't she? Vish, most expensive female player, and she's proven her worth. She always pops up with these important goals.
4: Yeah, it's um, it was interesting when she scored that goal last week, which was obviously quite scrappy. There was a sense that she was like in this funk, wasn't it? Mm. And you know, with the winner yesterday, it was when she when they when Chelsea signed her. I assumed straight off the bat that she primarily was going to be up front, but then obviously they had Kerr as well, and I was. Mm trying to work at Beth England. And then obviously Fran Kirby has been the clatter from that because he's not necessarily starting every game. Um, but she does, has this incredible way of just being quite a reliable player from deep and then yeah. coming up with these kind of goals. Like that finished yesterday. She had a couple of, well, I think three or four efforts on goal where, and all quite different efforts on goal, but where she was basically benefiting from from being the late one in the box. And one of the things I did like, you know, just going back to the atmosphere was when Cuthbert scored, they booed. And, you know, at women's games, it's been a, a rare thing to hear like, you know, a real a crowd really get behind a home tired mm. beyond, I suppose, you know, Chelsea and Arsenal really. But We don't really get that booing.
3: You don't get a feisty crowd really yeah, in, the, exactly, in the women's yeah. game, do well, you? I We're mean,
4: we don't, we don't want hungry. No, we don't want know? that. <laughs> but yeah, it was, you know, I watched it with my partner who's, who's um, you know, plays football, massively into women's football and she, she found that quite like, quite heartening. She was like, yeah. oh shit, they,
0: they care. Yeah. you know. But I think we were talking earlier, weren't we, Jules, about how it's quite a hike to, <laughs> to get out to the Allianz. So you, you want to get your money's worth it, once you're there, it, don't you? It's an
3: amazing stadium, but the surrounding areas, let's just say, it's not, it's not the most entertaining
0: no, it's, it's, it's an effort to get there. It's an effort to get there from cheering proper, isn't it?
3: I stayed in a very eggy hotel there once. <laughs> <laughs> when I say eggy, I mean it's stunk of egg. Literally.
0: What
4: else could the, you have meant that was made of egg?
3: I don't know. Eggy, eggy can mean other things, can't it? Like,
4: what, what else could eggy mean? As in like Let's it's eggy, this. like
3: it's not very good.
4: <laughs> like eggy <laughs> yeah, Is it eggy yeah but uh, you make it sound like you could request it to smell a <laughs> eggs you know you can get like some some places certain places you stay at they give you like a pillow menu so tick oh like, really i didn't get lavender, a pillow menu in dubai egg. yeah yeah but like, yeah you get all your smells you know you talked about how what you need to sleep you know, lavender's obviously lavender yeah. spray on your bed is yeah. uh, is very good. Stole a few of those from hotels. <laughs> <laughs> if eggs put you to sleep, eggs fine.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just just the I love eggs, but not the smell of them in my hotel room. And that's, uh, yeah, I bet, think that's, that's fair. Basically, yeah. what what it smelled like the entire time for two days, and it was nothing to do with me.
4: I mean, you keep you've said that a few times now. That it's starting to wear thin, but yeah. Um, I'll Um Take your word for that.
3: I'm sure Emma Hayes stayed in a much nicer hotel that didn't smell of egg. It was nice to see her and Joe Montemurro reunited after wasn't it? How many years they spent facing off against each other in the WSL? Because obviously Joe Montemurro used to manage Arsenal. Um, yeah, he had his grumpy I, face uh, yeah, on by the end did, of it, didn't he? He did. He did. I like Joe, though. I think he's a character.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. That, like, you know, Juventus have have built something over the last couple of years, but Chelsea are still quite a long way ahead of them. Mm. And what Vish was saying about all their various options I mean, Emma Hayes is a great coach, but she does have an extraordinary amount of options as well.
3: Yeah. She absolutely does. Uh, So Chelsea uh, on their way, hopefully in this group stage, doing well so far. Four points from their first two matches. Um, Let's talk about Phil Foden, because he's getting uh, closer and closer and closer from what we hear um, that's being reported to signing this new six-year contract at Manchester City um, knowing our luck it'll probably be announced while we record this uh, but from what we're hearing Ramble standards yeah absolutely yep. um, he is on the verge of becoming the well the highest or one of the highest certainly uh, paid young players in world football um, Look, it's it's an amazing time for him to be signing this deal but amazing for Man City as well um, Andy uh,
0: yeah it is and um, you know I, I think on, on the back of last season no one can Really argue with that. Um, we were talking about yesterday's performance for England against Hungary. Whereas I appreciate his versatility, I I think he needs his special spot, and I I would I would like to see him get his special spot, like on on the left for for, for England. I, I I think that would that that would be great, really. Um, but you know, I think. it's it's so interesting when you look at the evolution of his Manchester City career, because the calls for him to go out on loan, especially after Jadon Sancho went, were really big. And he, it seems weird to say when you look at everything Guardiola has done at Manchester City, but Foden is definitely one of his biggest successes Mm -hmm. because him saying, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay here and learn, learn with us. And the fact that Foden has been on board with that and hasn't, Done what Sancho did, and you know he could have pushed for a move out. He he didn't do that, and his faith has been paid back in in, in triplicate. So it's, it's worked brilliantly for for both of them, and I, I think it's only going to get better.
4: I think the the other side to the Guardiola Foden relationship is also that um, Guardiola gave her a, an interview a few. It might I can't remember if it was a recent interview or not. It might have been a year or so ago, but he basically said that when he started at Man when he started at Man City, Foden and Foden was coming through and Foden started training with the first team and being in with a shout of starting or playing games with the first team, Foden would always demand that. He'd always knock on the door and be like, oh, you know, i going to do this. And it got, I suppose, (laughs) worse from Guardiola's point of view because he was putting in so many good performances. Guardiola had such a good squad that he had Mm. to leave him out that Foden kept asking, you know, what do I need to do? Why am I not playing? Mm. And then it clearly got to a stage where Foden stopped asking because he was getting these games. And I think this contract is an example of how Man City are now reacting to Foden and thinking that, shit, we need to tie this guy down yeah. because mm-hmm. he is phenomenal. And I know we can pay him whatever, but we need to really set a stall out and make a statement like this because it's quite hard to make a statement with someone who's already one of your own young players, which is part of the reason that Sancho left. Part of the reason that, you know, I think back to when Pogba left Manchester United for Juventus, a lot of it was about not feeling wanted at a young age. Foden's had that, and now he's gone to like the big time mm. stage, where it's like, well, we got to tie this blow down. There are yeah, players
0: like that, it's it's never really about the the money per se. It's about the respect that the money implies. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? That, that's that's what it's all about.
3: Yeah, and I mean, look, he's only twenty one. It's insane <laughs> to think that at the end of this six year deal, he'll still be what he'll be like around twenty seven. Which is, you would assume, probably, would you say that's, that's now the prime age as a footballer? Would you say when you get to 26, 27, that's maybe your prime age? Which is incredible, really, that we're already seeing him as one of the best players in the Premier League now. And he's still five, six years off of being that classic sort of prime age as a footballer.
4: Well, you say that. What I, is the
3: prime age now? Yeah,
4: I mean, I, I wondered if it was younger. Like, when you see the list of the, you know, the the golden boy, the young Ballon d'Or shortlist, you know, looking through previous lists, they were all, like, you know, exciting players, players that you were expecting to, like, be big time for their for their countries and, and uh, club sides. Well, a lot of people on that list are, are big really time. Young. And also, yeah. mm. you know, Andy, I, like, I'm curious to hear what you think of this, because... It feels like, anecdotally at least, young, more young players now, more established young players now, are in central midfield than than before. I yeah. think it used to be that those, there used to be wide players, didn't they? They used mm. to be exciting wide players who were quick and flashy, and those are the ones that stick out in our mind as as, as the ones who were going to go on to to great things. But now they all seem to be central midfielders, and they all seem to be like given a shitload of responsibility. Yeah, I
0: know we spend a load of time saying. Um, the Premier League you need a certain amount of physical skills a, a special physical skill set to, to to play in the Premier League the fact is that since Modric and actually I guess to an extent Foden's predecessor at Manchester City David Silva small players can thrive in the middle of the pitch in the Premier League that, that's not even a question anymore so certainly a city Silva is really opened the way, really, for, for Foden to be able to do what, what he wants to do and to to, to be adaptable and to to, to play in, in, in different positions, I think.
3: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it's incredible, really. 21 years old, on the verge of a new six-year deal at Man City. He's already won three Premier League titles. He's won the FA Cup, four League Cup titles as well with Manchester City. So, I mean... <sighs> You can only imagine what he'll go on to achieve in his career. And I think this season as well, despite missing, was it, the first couple of games after his injury um, during the Euros, he's been one of City's best players this season, particularly in that game against Liverpool. I thought he was outstanding and he is amongst this year's Ballon d'Or nominees. Um, That was revealed last weekend. He didn't get on the list for the young players though, Andy, which is weird.
0: Well, can you get on both? (coughs) You can get on both, I suppose, can't you? but,
3: But will he win the main award?
0: I, I don't think that's don't, what it's all about. I, th- I think I think he's he's past that now. It's it's yeah, like right. I don't I don't know. I guess Spain is a sort of exception to that. That you know when you get in the in in the first team, you you don't go back to the under twenty ones afterwards. I, yeah, I, I mean, right, okay. Spain have won a lot of under twenty one tournaments by taking on players that played senior games, and, <laughs> and just you know, I'm not going to say gaming the system, but it is meant to be about development, really, isn't it? But um. Yeah, I, I, I think he, he deserves to, to to be on it. I mean, obviously, I'm not massively asked about this award, but I don't, <laughs> that doesn't mean he shouldn't be, does it? Say <laughs> how
3: you really feel about the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, yeah exactly. I will. I will. <laughs> um, also, in terms of uh, young players signing new contracts, um, Barcelona have apparently agreed a new one for Pedri that's going to run until 2026. Uh, according uh, According to some reports, though, it also involves a €1 billion euro
0: release clause. Well, what? Every, everything that barcelona do these days has to be idiot proof what? and <laughs> and and that's that's what it is because you know they thought when they signed that deal with neymar that 222 million euros was you know ungettable and then by the time they realized oh shit it's not ungettable <laughs> because of psg it was too late so now they've 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 gone past that buyout clause on a, on a number of, of, of different occasions. And this this is no surprise for that reason. He needs to be unbuyable. So like... I very much look forward to him being the first one billion signing in the Premier League for Newcastle United. <laughs> <laughs> him and shelves. Oh, it's going to be special. It's going to be special. Isaac
4: Hayley just behind, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think it was like, uh, you know, people have those like mood or dream boards where they like put stuff on there and then they hope it like manifests into it. In their real lives, do you think Barcelona like we could really fucking do with a billion quid right now? (laughs) (laughs) Should we just just write it somewhere put on little Pedri's contract?
3: Yeah, like that player that got the tattoo on his calf. Um, who was that?
4: Playing in the Champions League? Yeah, playing in the Champions League. It
3: was one of the um the Sheriff players, wasn't it?
4: Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the guy scored the winner. I think. Yeah. Yeah, got a
3: tattoo of him playing in the Champions League on his calf. Mark Clattenburg
4: scored the winner against <laughs> Real Madrid. <laughs> He's an idiot, Not though. He should, have put, he should have put one billion euros yeah, on his he calf. he should <laughs> be laughing, wouldn't
3: he? Um, talking of young'uns, did you hear about the 13-year-old that played for Real Monarchs in the USA? It's a second-tier side in America. He's called Axel Kai, and he actually became the youngest ever player to represent a US professional sports team. 13 years! Years old. It's
0: unnecessary. It's
3: not fair. That's...
0: No. It's like Tim Cahill on holiday, isn't it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> what? How? Well, I don't know if I. Well, it,
0: it was. It was difficult for him to eventually qualify for Australia, wasn't it? Because when he was staying with his nan, he played for American Samoa when he was when he was like thirteen, oh, fourteen. Oh,
2: mm. right. This. I mean,
4: I'm glad I mean, we've, explains a, that we've all
0: played a bit of international football on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> you you had a game while you were out there, didn't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> UAE's Jules Breach Um,
4: (laughs) I most definitely did not So I know it's like a really old man thing to say that players are getting younger but I mean 13 is absurd (laughs) even if Freddie Adu wasn't 13 he was 14 (laughs) wasn't he this is that's so unnecessary I mean I hope he does really well it'd be remiss of me to wish ill on someone who's more than 20 years younger than (laughs) (laughs) me
3: how old are your boys Andy is one of them 13 yet no no not quite not that old
0: no. <laughs> well, when they are 30, you're you, you swooping in for an agent opportunity. <laughs> no, just, check
4: just check it in. She heard
0: about Pedri's release. And she's like, hold on. Lasses, get it <laughs> <laughs>
4: where's, where's, where's this newest kid? <laughs> What's 15%?
0: <Drew? laughs>
3: Quite incredible. Um, also, just uh, before we go to the break, um, some sad news yesterday that we heard about David Brooks. I'm sure you've seen this uh, on, on your news stories as well. Uh, the Bournemouth midfielder, was diagnosed with stage two Hodgkin lymphoma, just 24 years old. He's an extraordinary talent. We saw him, obviously, in the um, Euro squad for Wales in the summer, playing in the Premier League as well. He was a real miss to Bournemouth when he was out injured last season. And, of course, now he will be taking more time out of the game for his treatment. Um, he, He released a statement yesterday saying that the prognosis was positive, which is good news, so we hope... Um, and wish him the speediest recovery and hope that we see him back on a football pitch very soon right we're going to take a break now when we come back some more ramble madness
1: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care
3: Hello, I'm Hazel Hayes
1: And I'm Shane Todd
3: And welcome to our brand new podcast, We're Not Fucking Historians It sounds like I'm saying we're not fucking historians Yeah, we're saying
1: we're not experts
3: We're not historians ourselves, not that we're not having sex with historians
1: No historians getting fucked on this pod
3: Zero historians getting fucked on this podcast We are, in fact, your alternative guide to Irish history
1: Every week we prize open the history books and find a new tale from the Emerald Isle's colourful past. We're exploring Ireland's traditions, its rich heritage and its long, proud history of being invaded by literally anyone with a boat. The Vikings were showing up at the monastery going, where's that booty? The
4: earliest booty <laughs> call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a booty call you didn't want. <laughs> 50 Scandinavian Vikings showed up.
3: Or our biggest celeb, St Paddy. He says he prayed up to 100 times a day and sometimes during the night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what a five-year-old would say. I prayed 100 times, I swear. Patrick also said he was fastest in his slippers. (laughs) He's a fucking belly bullshitter.
3: If, like us, you're the kind of person who's interested in history, but not so interested that you'd go read a book about it or listen to actual experts, then this is the show for you.
1: This is history done differently with a couple of facts and plenty of crack.
3: So, join us on our journey through Ireland's past.
1: Search We're Not Fucking Historians on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: And remember,
1: We're Not Fucking Historians. historians. (laughs) Sorry, I was far too fast there.
5: We're Not Fucking Historians is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creative Network. If you look at the game
1: overall, probably took us 15 20 minutes at least to get into the game or to get to grips with Millwall and their shape and what they done but then probably in the the game was probably the goal was probably against the run play yeah. it was our best spell we just hit the foot of the post and then we have the disappointment of the goal and that's part of it do you know we're still brand
0: new that? that is the best key change since. <laughs> Show at footballramble.com. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: oh my god, that was that's amazing. That was Paul Cook's weird voice, by the way, in case you didn't know. Um, you're listening, is he to- all <laughs>
4: right?
3: <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Sounds like there's three people in there, doesn't
4: it? <laughs> in there, <laughs> oh god. Oh. Um,
3: this is Thursday's Ramble, it's Jules, Fish, and Andy here with you today, and it's now time for this. So good, that one. I really enjoy that. It's properly made, isn't it? Yes. Professional, almost as professional as the new Newcastle song, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Which you must listen to. I
0: thought we were going to get through the pod without talking about
3: that. (laughs) Go and find it if you haven't heard it yet. To so the tune of Westlife's Landing. Don't, Mandy. don't, don't, do don't that. go and
0: find don't it. You'll never be it. able to unhear it. <laughs> don't. you know like the
3: pipe uh, I've people to do? Amanda, <laughs> you came and you saved us from Ashley. <laughs> oh.
0: You've given Pete a like, mini heart attack there I'm about, about rights as well. So uh, <laughs> well, well, well done. Yeah. Let's just listen to this from uh, George Philpot in Portsmouth. Hello, After George. After listening to Wednesday's show and the discussion about Arsene Wenger's proposed World Cup every two years, I've come up with a solution that will get everybody on board. My idea is as follows. We take those extra World Cup tournaments and turn them into a wacky World Cup with different rules every time. For example, one tournament, all teams must only field left footers for the entirety of the game. (laughs) Another year, it's strictly over forties. over. I'm listening. Uh, Another year, all teams beginning with the letters A, E, I, O and U are allowed to take as many (laughs) performance enhancing (laughs) drugs as possible. (laughs) Another year, all keepers must be on horseback. I like that. Um, another year everyone has to be in fancy dress that way we keep the beauty of the regular World Cup every four years but we also look forward to the wacky World Cup in between thoughts, feelings, emotions question mark sold
4: yeah I'm I'm doing that also I like I'm the done. way that, um keepers on horseback <laughs> and then everybody in fancy dress <laughs> I'm just thinking of Fasino a dressed as a T-Rex on a horse <laughs> <laughs> I mean he, he's got to be in the opening ceremony no doubt I, I, I quite like this I also think we should have maybe a World Cup just full of right backs, so England have got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> We'd do all right in that one. We'd have one. a decent
3: chance. Yeah, we, we would. Yeah, I I quite enjoy this as well. I think seeing all the players in fancy dress would be a, a right giggle.
0: I like roller skates. I think roller skates would be good.
3: Hard though. Yeah. Very difficult.
0: Yeah, I suppose wingers and fullbacks are probably at an advantage, aren't they? Yes. Uh, centre backs on roller skates. I mean, it's not going to be pretty. Is
4: maybe it? not centre backs. Maybe wheelies. You know, the little kid shoes.
0: Oh uh, Healys. Uh, Heelys. Heelys, Heelys. it. Wheelies.
4: Wheelies. <laughs> uh
0: but you have to you wear You can do wheelies on Healy's. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. But you but you have to wear the kid's size. So you could have all these footballers taking time out to bind their feet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Edison on a horse though. Frightening.
4: Yeah, I can picture him on a horse shirtless like Alaputin, yeah. but like with a trident. Uh-huh. Well,
0: it would put Edison Cavani at an enormous advantage, wouldn't oh, it? Oh yeah. He's not a goalkeeper though, is he? No. No. But
4: maybe he could he's a if Rush he's a, goalie? If he was a good horse whisperer, he could totally oh, let, let this one in.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see the horse's tail bat a ball off the line. You know, goal line technology needed for that one. It was that close. Well, that, the that, tail of the horse.
0: What whew, they, they do have extraordinarily strong streams of piss, don't they? Oh, gosh, so gosh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps you could piss a shot off the line.
3: <laughs> You'd have to time that piss perfectly though wouldn't you
4: imagine though if you're like one of those if
0: you're one of those defenders well as soon as the penalty gets awarded go right drink this bottle of water yeah.
4: <laughs> but if, if you're like at a corner and you know some like they put some big players to jostle with the goalkeeper mm. imagine if you're doing that and you got kicked in the face by a horse yeah it's dangerous that. Mm. yeah mm. well funny or dangerous yeah. we're we, gonna we have to find out don't we exactly
3: i'm 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 down for that suggestion george thank you
4: I've got an email from Andy in Tokyo. Konnichiwa, Andy. Uh, nothing to do with football. Look Brilliant. you showing off. Have I been to Japan? Yes, I have. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with football, but circa 1989, my driving instructor greeted every left turn with a growled, ooh, lovely, tight as a fish's arse. What? <laughs> Christ.
3: Do <laughs> fishes have asses.
4: I, I assume so, Yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, I've never seen one.
4: Every left turn to the point that by the time of my test, I too was mumbling it under my breath. I fell twice, but it's not clear whether this was the reason. I've never seen one. Sorry, George, should We go back to that. I've never seen one.
3: I've not. I might Google. You probably never looked, fish is, have you? Fish's bum.
4: Don't do that. Fish bum. Don't. Do... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fish's ass. I mean, this is. I'm glad you've email us this I'm not really sure what to do with it beyond the, beyond the fact that I feel like you needed to get it out
0: <sighs> no, I'm not glad that you've emailed this <laughs> no but I feel like no. it might
4: have been therapeutic for Andy in Tokyo so I don't know that's what my look like, <laughs> just, and we've opened Jules' eyes to something she would never thought she'd wanted to see
3: I just can't go over it I just can't picture it I'm picturing like a human's bum on a fish <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh God. I don't know why that reminds me of Bo Selector.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um show at footballramble.com. Get your emails into us <laughs> on tweet at FootballRamble. And as we speak, thank you very much, producer Charlie. Who I mean those has are just, just fishes that look
4: like asses. Don't us Google them.
3: On the studio computer screen. <laughs> fish's ass. <arse. laughs> yeah. Um no 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 actual photographic evidence of a fish's ass, so. We can't confirm, Andy. So, not. Andy, yeah, um, you probably <laughs> wanted exactly to get it out
4: there, right. but we think you're a liar. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, let's talk about um, a bit of football news in the league. Um, Andy, you probably know a little bit more about this than myself and Bish because it's a league that you follow closer than we do. Um, but it has been confirmed that there are going to be less teams playing in League One as of next season, which meaning meaning less fixture congestion as well. They announced yesterday that. Four teams are actually going to be relegated next season with only two teams being promoted from the league below, meaning that the top flight will now have just 18 teams mm. rather than 20. Been on the cards for quite a while now, but it's now officially going to happen as of next season. What do you make of
0: that? Well, the question is really, Jules, if there's going to be a knock-on in other European leagues because yeah. as, as you say, it's it's, it's been um, ready to happen for a while. I think if you look at France and especially the way that the league was the one of the top five European leagues that um, was basically cancelled due to the the, the, the pandemic. You know, you know, you look at that, the collapsed TV deal afterwards. It's taken a financial beating. There's just the sense that, that they can't support twenty top flight teams anymore. I mean, I've I've heard this argument. Well, we've heard this argument about the Premier League, haven't we? In um, recent weeks particularly with reference to Norwich in some cases. And, Mm. you know, maybe, maybe there aren't 20 teams good enough uh, to to play in the top flight in England, which I think is nonsense personally. And like like here, there is a, if you look at the, the, the the top flight leagues, I I guess Ukraine is another example, although that's, that's different. Like for economic reasons, it's really, really shrunk to sort of Scottish Premier League size. But, that, that, there's always if there's money to be made from fixtures between twenty teams, it's always going to carry on. Yeah, and there is in the Premier League. There undoubtedly is in the Premier League, but but there's there's not in France. So it's just a, a sort of self preservation sort of thing. It's it's almost to protect the clubs a little bit. Now I know some clubs would would argue against that, um, but it's, it's something that they, they they feel is important. They've thought is important for a while. Um, Italy. Is probably going in the same direction. Mm. it never would have had twenty teams in the first place if it wasn't for various court cases going back a couple of years That's so, an
4: incredible thing reading up about yeah. those court
0: cases yeah and that's why the Portuguese top flight got enlarged as as well right. when you know twice in the last ten years or, or even less you've had teams promoted from the third tier directly to the first to correct disciplinary action that's mm. gone wrong in the past. Like, imagine going up from the third tier to the first mm. that is. That is quite season prep, isn't it? Yeah, that is quite <laughs> funny, yeah. Yeah, but and there you go.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't see this ever happening in the Premier League, but if you could remove 2 Vish, who would they be?
4: <laughs> Why are you throwing me
3: this? <laughs> I don't know. You might chuck under the bus,
4: in, there. You basically, you've, the reason you throw me that is you basically want me to say, and I may as well say it, you basically want me to say Leeds and Liverpool.
3: No, I don't, And, and just get
4: the mountain of their fan I base. So, say United and City. I would get I would get a... I'll get rid of Brighton and Hove Albion. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <Yeah. twat. laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? Cause, but you're absolutely right in that <laughs> if there's money to be made from 20 teams, they will do it, which is why the Premier League is 20 teams. If they had an inkling that they'd be, you know, once they have the 39th game and once they have a few more, they think, well, actually we could bowl a couple of regular season with a couple of extra teams, they'll do that as well and then we'll have a 22 team <laughs> Premier League, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wonder if the League Cup gets it in the neck at some point because that's something that France did away with obviously a, yeah, a, yeah. a, a couple of years ago. If, you, if you're genuinely thinking about fixture congestion, that is... That, that is going to be the one to go, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
3: Let, let Brighton win it first and then, then it can go. <laughs> um, something I know you do want to talk about, Vish. I'll hand over to you to talk about Meza Erzl finding new ways oh, to make some dollar. Um, he's swizy. launching his own cryptocurrency this week in an extension of his M10 brand. Of course, he is.
4: <laughs> I like the way M10
0: sounds like Ben 10. <laughs> People kill that <get, like>, confused.
3: <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, it's,
4: it's wild, isn't
0: it? Are you saying you'll be able to get Mesut Ozil backpacks for a fiver in a See, local uh, market?
4: I think that would be more reasonable. People won't be losing money hand over fist if they just bought backpacks, would they? In fact, you could stuff money into a backpack. Be good for laundering.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's funny because when Mesut Ozil went to Turkey, you thought there's a load more commercial opportunity here. And... um I think it was Joey Derso recently has, has written something about this for the Athletic, um, but he, he's quite rightly pointed out that um, Turkish clubs are big on uh, NFTs at the moment, yeah. which is you know digital art. There's no actual physical element to it. Mm. I mean, it's, it's surprising to me as it is to you that Turkish clubs would be, you know, making a money grab with by selling something that's basically of no value. yeah. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it just seems like the perfect, you know, confluence between uh, Ozil and uh, Turkish football's interest at the moment.
4: Yeah, I mean, like, how, you know, I'm not going to say how much money do you need because, you know, we don't know anyone's personal situation. It's easy to say that about footballers without um, knowing the background. But the thing I don't like about this is that NFTs are a little bit different to Bitcoin in that, you know Meza is just basically doing it to get money there is no mm-hmm. real you're not really getting anything back i know they said that oh you might earn the chance of meeting him but what what does that always amount to whenever there's an opportunity to win a chance to meet a footballer it is the most underwhelming thing <laughs> isn't it like we've heard stories of people who've emailed in about like taking a penalty against a former goalkeeper and he's telling them to fuck off you know like it's always always terrible yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan also,
0: also I, I I personally I'll maybe jumping the gun here I get the strong feeling that Meza Ozil will not understand the product whatsoever
4: oh, oh definitely yeah yeah his team have put it he's not thought you know what I really want to get into crypto yeah he just cares about assists <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't team up with the old uh, the most famous Turkish man right now old uh, Salt Bay Nusaret Talked about paid
0: a lot of money for nothing. <laughs>
3: exactly,
4: exactly. You are prime, prime um, Salt Bay restaurant fodder.
3: How fucking dare you? <laughs> you are. You <laughs> will be all over
4: that. Yeah,
3: no, I was not.
4: One on the one on the story, three photos and a reel on the on, um, know, on the main. I'm
3: better than that. Bit. No, you're not. Come on, you're Come on. not. That's... You're
4: not. They repost it. <laughs> oh, we had Jules Breaching today.
3: <laughs> oh. Noosheret's old school to me. I was, I you were was, there
4: from the start weren't uh, you? Yeah,
3: I went there before it was cool. <laughs> I went there before it, I made you it cool. You encouraged
4: him. I, <laughs> you were there from the start. You're like, you know what? You can sell us this 600 quid this.
0: <laughs> he cooked for me at the harvester. <laughs> I bet you only gave me extra onion rings. <laughs> extra
4: salt. I bet you and I bet you and your mates did the little salt thing as well. No, we did you know did, did you you? you know, you, did, didn't you? you didn't. Absolutely did. this did this beyond <laughs> a joke into
0: joke into a personal attack sort <laughs> Do sort <laughs> of
3: You need to watch yourself, of <laughs> Why of I
4: get a Sonos?
3: <laughs> That's what it's all about. Jealousy's not got a speaker. my have speaker put my Sonos speaker up in my bar at home, I'm yeah, of home. of 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 Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, let's talk about a protest in America and it's nothing to do with the vaccine Um, this time it is to do with a school board in Michigan, who are planning to send a protest over bad sportsmanship after a player scored 16 goals against them in one game? I love this. I love this guy who scored 16 goals. And um, so there's been a meeting of the Kingsley School Board, which was held after Kevin Hubble, who's the player who scored 16 goals for Benzie Central in a 17-0 win, which is a high school record in America. And um, now one of the parents. Of the school is pushing for them to stop playing Benzie Central in any sport this year. This is what the parents said: We as parents want to be able to tell our boys that not only did their parents and loved ones stand up for them, but their entire community did as well. What is this? This what is, is this? Bullshit. What is this? I, I mean, mean- the, the
0: thing is that if if you think it's bad sportsmanship, there are ways to get your own back. I remember <laughs> when I was playing football at school. Um we beat a team like well, just 4 0 one Saturday and um they were very quick to get off the field. And by the time we got back to the clubhouse where you're all meant to share like, you know, a cheese roll and a bit of tuck, they had nicked all the orange clubs and fucked off back to Essex. Oh great shout.
3: That's a way to do it.
0: Do you know, don't get mad, get
3: even. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fish.
4: I mean, yeah, it is the most pathetic thing, although I um <laughs> I like I did some research on the guy and he um Oh well, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. So he's got like a, a bit of a geezer, isn't he? He's a little bit of a geezer. He's got his own um like social media account and um he posts uh he used to post videos of his goals mm. and he was like he hadn't been active for a few months and then he started retweeting him going on radio stations talking about his sixty goals. <laughs> and I love the fact that he's owning it.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, no, fuck it, it's good 16 why, goals. Why should he apologise? Exactly, yeah. It's yeah. ludicrous.
4: Also, 16 goals in a 17-0 win. Yeah. Like, he's clearly a, an exceptional player. He was an exceptional player on that specific field. It wasn't like it was 50-0 and everyone was taking their piece. Mm. Although I would like to see some of the goals because there was nothing better than irate American soccer parents. <laughs> and I would love to see, like, how were they, like, Soccer you know, arm. passing in the ball on the line.
3: Well, they actually and... scored all the goals in the first half and stopped at half-time.
4: Well, there you go. <laughs> well, did the game stop at half-time? Yeah. <laughs> I mean you don't really
0: need to go on. So, really. it, it could have been 32.
3: Could have, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's pretty joke. See, so actually. Kevin
3: actually, you know, he, he did them a favour by stopping at half-time, didn't
0: he? Yeah, they should be thanking him. They should be. They should be giving him the Orange <laughs> Clubs. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin the Mercer. Mercyful, um,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it from us today. Uh, remember, if you want more European football chat, Andy is back. Um, we've got um, on the continent coming up later on. Football Ramble presents. Uh, Andy's with Miguel Delaney and Dotton, and they're going to be discussing the reaction to the Newcastle Newcastle takeover in Europe and loads more. Probably a mention of the Amanda song, no? I just got evils from Brassel. Tomorrow, Marcus, Luke and Pete are here with the preview show. Thanks for listening, guys. Vish, you're dead to me.
4: Yeah, I'm all right with that. As long as I'm not dead to Sonos. honestly, I am. I am here. I will just even the little one I could have in the shower would be nice.
3: You're getting fuck all, mate. Um, cheers for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. See you next time. Do you not
4: know gonna get free stuff from Acast. No.
3: Right, should we do this? Yeah. Let's. All right. Hopefully I'll leave you enough time, Vish, for your name. I might not. This is going in. There we go. Got
5: it. <laughs> the Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
2: Hold up.